Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Ellie Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for Why It Matters. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence. It really is redefining the very core of the media ecosystem. You see, the use of AI in media has enabled companies to make data-driven decisions, powering digital transformation. Just think, you know, companies like Netflix or even Spotify, right? When you look at podcasts and which are doing better and how and where you place advertisements in podcasts, just a very small fraction of the entire equation. The rapid surge of digital consumption is forcing the media industry to redefine its business models. And our next guest, uh, Appia, is an AI company that is redefining that media ecosystem. How are they doing it? Let's find out more from Magic2, who is the SVP of sales for APAC at Appia. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Elliot. Hey, thanks a lot for helping me out with this very interesting conversation. You guys are a Taipei-based startup, love Taipei, by the way, providing AI engine to brands and retailers to help improve customer engagement, predict purchasing, and improve conversations on their sites. Interesting. Tell me more about the company and what kind of headcount do you guys have? Okay, thanks, Alice. Uh, we're actually uh, founded in 2012, and uh, we are all specializing using data to figure out how we can drive the data into the ROI for the company. So mainly we focus on the digital marketing space right now. So from finding new user to engage existing user to drive the user toward the desired conversion, maybe purchase, mm-hmm. maybe registration, this is what we are specialized in. Okay. And the presence that you guys have in the region, tell me a little bit more about it. Uh, the presence, basically, we have 17 offices across APAC, Europe, and U.S., and uh, more than 600 employees across this region. And we all have the local branch in each office to support our customer locally. Mm, okay. So if I wanted to use you know, your company's AI engine, <laughs> just to get a baseline here, what kind of cost am I looking at? Well, the first and the most, I would say the data itself, because for AI engine, AI engine is actually a bunch of machine learning algorithms combined together. We use a you know more fancy word AI engine. Actually, it requires uh, data, and data will combine both customer size data, uh, the customer we are serving, for example, their audience data, then followed by appears data. We also follow internet users' behavior or their footprint in the past half and year. So combined together, we will find a common pattern. What's a valuable pattern for our client to use? The first part is that data. Yeah. The second part is actually for all the data-driven decisions, it's all about the return on investment our customer uh, expects. So based on the return on the investment, we're based on the data that we find some pattern in the data and the desired return on investment. Then we'll discuss customer how to plan and run their marketing activities using our automation service or using online uh, digital marketing campaigns. Patrick, what's it like now, you know, trying to sell this solution? And what I mean by this is we're in a world now where everyone says they can offer data and data-driven decisions, right? So how do you stand out from the crowd? Tell me more. 
Oh, that's a great question, actually. But we do see there's a big upscale in front of a lot of company. Either the company has the technology capability, but without data, they simply totally relied on the first-party data at our client side. Or on the other side, there's a lot of company they got tons of data on their hand, but they don't have the technology to really, really digging out the insight from the data, or what we say commonality mm. from the data. So happily speaking, Appier has both because we're founded uh, with the data science team, then followed by we working with thousands of uh, clients and have experience on the data. And also we have our own database to know the online user footprint. Right. A bit of control in that sense. I get where you're coming from. I'll tell you what, Magic, let's do a bit of a case study and have some fun with this. Chao Sang Sang, Perfect Group and Clarence. Now, they are a global leading AI and AR beauty and fashion tech app solutions provider. It's uh, also a jewelry retailer in Greater China. And Clarence is a leading global beauty brand. So a couple of different types of brands here. Tell us a bit how Appiers helped them with their sales and marketing needs. Okay. Then for the marketers, uh, marketing funnel that we can simplify into three stages. Uh, number one is find a new potential consumer. That means prospecting uh, the potential consumer, followed okay. by engage and retain those consumer. Then followed by drive them toward conversion. And right. when we talk about Jason Sun's case, then we do two things in the top of the marketing funnel to find the prospecting user who have the potential to really engage with Josephson's product in the future. So what we do is personalization is important because you got all kinds of uh, message information in front of you every day, tons of advertisement every day. So mm. we target the precise group because we have found existing based on the first step is for Jason is we explore their existing user base. So we found their existing user base actually lies in four big groups. Number one is the regular travelers that are interested in Josephson's product more mm-hmm. and those people who are finding some discounted promotion. Uh, this is the second type. And the third is working women. And the fourth is the parents of young children. Based on their existing audience data, we found these are the four main categories of their existing loyal customer. Then we based on this to design the personalized message, personalized product to deliver to all the potential client, which looks more like one of the four category in this group. So we provide personalized message and the personalized, we say it is creative to all those customers. So the potential customer we find for Josephson are more relevant to their business and uh, look like their existing loyal customer. This is number one step. Mm. And after we drive those users coming to Josephson's e-commerce web, then followed by uh, retaining engagement. But at that moment, you know, if we drive a lot of new users, we all know that sometimes we look at some information, we go to the specific website of, for example, Josephson, but we, we couldn't find something that we're interested in immediately, we just drop out, right? Then 80% of the site visitors are actually, they visit the website and leave without doing anything. So this is the second thing that we need to do for Josephson. So we leverage our another technology. We have the product we call this Ideal, and which is able to detect the hesitant online buyer. When they visit the website, we start to monitor their website, their behavior on the website. 
then we're able to detect some user. They do have some intention to purchase something, but could not make immediate decision. Maybe think of oh, the price is a little bit above my range. I need to think about it. Or they think, okay, maybe the product looks good, but let me compare with other side as well. This kind of hesitant user, they, when we detect this kind of signal, we will give the last stimulus to that cons- online consumer say, okay, if you uh, make your decision to buy something on Joshenson in say one hour time, then you will get another complimentary something, for example, the earring or okay, something. Okay. Then that's really largely drive those quality traffic that in the top of the funnel for regular travel owner uh, and the working women and parents right. with young children. So this is what we do for Joshenson. So very interesting and I can relate to this because as a former criminal investigator, we tend to build profiles of criminals. So what you guys are doing is you build a profile of your customer and then you build a profile of a potential customer. But I'm interested in the part where, you know, perhaps people not staying on the website long enough, dropping out. That does happen very often. How important is it, Magic, to ensure that your digital marketing is consistent and exists in terms of cross-digital devices? Oh, that's an excellent question. Number one is cross devices. Number two is cross different sessions on oh. different devices. Yeah. For all the devices, here's the thing, because I, I use my mobile phone, I use my laptop. My behavior on my mobile phone and laptop will be totally different. So it doesn't mean that, okay, if the one device is on the PC and the mobile phone, they browse similar things, that means the same user. It's totally not this way. It'll be opposite side. We will collect a lot of ground truth. We have a lot of ground truth, the user data, Mm. which shows their mobile phone browse behavior and their PC browse behavior online. And we will know the ground truth. Then we build a model, say, okay, if the mobile phone browse behavior versus PC browse behavior is like this, Mm. then that means 90% chance this is of the same user. So this is the step one. Combine user on different devices. Then followed by the second dimension, adding time factor. The user might appear on the mobile phone, especially for cookie role. Now we don't have the website cookie. And to identify this is the user they show on this website at a different time, they're actually the same user. So adding time dimension, we also, even on the same mobile phone, on the same PC, we might not able to really identify this is the same user. So this is a second step for the user showing on the website or using some specific mobile app at different time. We also need to have a model to know, okay, for this user using this mobile phone in the morning and the, this user visits the website still using the mobile phone in the evening, uh-huh. they are the same user. Right, yeah. right. So this is a two-step thing. The, the language also, you got to be careful there, right? Because if you see 90% on mobile and maybe 10% on the website, you want to make sure that the language, the layout, the photographs are very mobile friendly. And that comes first before. But you also don't want to abandon your, your, your website sort of uh, footfall. Is that a challenge? Yeah, correct. Uh, for the website layout, I would say it would be more challenging for the marketer to design user experience for their potential yeah. consumer. But for app side, because we look at the data, we look at the user behavior. So it doesn't matter which layout they belong to. You know, people show a consistent behavior pattern. For example, uh, if you browse sph.com website, yeah, then yeah. either you always use mobile phone version or use PC version. So people show the consistent behavior. So for uh, us, as long as the data tell us, this way, then no problem for us. Okay, correlation between behavior and the sites that you visit. Interesting there. What is next for Appia? I mean, any plans in the pipeline for the AI engine perhaps? Oh, actually, we have the grand picture right now. You know, we have two 
two big parts of our AI service. One is in the digital media side, okay. and the other is the marketing automation service side. Oh, okay. So in the marketing automation, then combined together, it's actually catering for the digital marketer for their consumer in different marketing stage, the prospecting, engage, and conversion stage. So for us, there's a big uh, challenge in front of all the marketers. They got mm-hmm. all the digital media channel. They got their CRM channel to engage users. CRM channel means they can use the email marketing, SMS yeah. marketing, web personalization to engage existing users. But what they're thinking is, how can I create a holistic user journey across digital advertisement and across our CRM channel like email marketing? I should send my potential consumer uh, reach them using digital advertisement in the morning and in the noontime, I should use the email marketing uh, more to reach out my existing audience and followed by in the evening time, maybe uh, I should send SMS. So there's that user journey. Mm-hmm. You don't want to bombard your potential customer yeah. with tons of information. Mm-hmm. You want to control that. You don't have the holistic user journey instead of fragmented tools to reach out your potential consumer everywhere. So this is what we're doing in the upcoming one year. We're already halfway done and we're going to complete this, you know, create a holistic user journey across the digital advertisement uh, way to reach the potential audience and versus the CRM way to reach the existing audience. But do content creators or influencers, do these guys pose a problem to the data that you're collecting? For this part, no, because okay. they only actually increase the data ah. points that we have. For okay. example, yeah, people look at those YouTuber influencers' yeah. content, yeah. then that's additional data for us. That's why I would right. say it's a plus. So it's a complimentary thing. Nice, nice. Okay, been speaking with Magic 2, who's the SVP of sales for APAC at Appia. Magic, appreciate your time this morning. Take care, have a great day, yeah? Thanks, Ellen. It's my pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.